Welcome to this week's episode of the Record Report Podcast. My name is Ahmad. And I'm your boy, Vance B. And this week, we revisited um, one of my favorite projects from an artist that I definitely had a, a great run and love for. We revisited Wiz Khalifa's 10th mixtape, Taylor Alderdice. Yeah, bitch. Guess they comfortable with the broke me I blow by the OZ But you knew that and all you niggas knew this jack And now you motherfuckers owe me Some people ask why I be low key Guess I'm too real for me to act like I'm your homie A lot of niggas try to get involved When they see you make it on your own Hear they songs but they not as real Cause when you got it all something's gotta give And we ain't talking if it's not about a dollar bill uh. I got so many things running through my mind up the grass living better than them niggas that i used to look up to i can show you why to come up yeah i came up from the gutter to a condo out in hollywood where the weather's good and the party's always popping up on somebody and dropping off some treat i mean i got enough to go around everything for the free so you ain't gotta smoke on me and my homies down to go to any one town and get this paper i swear ain't nobody do me no favors twisting up the medicine shitting on my competition easy parts forgetting but the hardest parts to try forgiving niggas for mistaking me or thinking i was the was released March 13th, 2012 uh, as a mixtape and digital download through Taylor Gang Records. The album, the project featured production from Big Germ, Cardo, uh, ID Labs, Lex Luger, Sledrin, um, and many more. Uh, And they had features by Rick Ross, Juicy J, uh, Smoke Dizza and many people from the Taylor Gang record company label, whatever. Fuck it. Um, what did you think about this project as you revisited? So, I'm gonna take you back to 2012 when this album dropped. 2012, right? Get that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to 2012, I was in college. I was actually hanging out with you. This this tape dropped and every, it was so hyped. Um, and when it dropped, it definitely um, it, it met the hype. Um, 
looking back at it now though um i really think people don't give it enough respect that it 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 really should earn you don't see videos or like you don't see many videos made on Wiz Khalifa selling Alder Dice, like content creator videos on and analyzing it. And I actually think that that is a disservice to this project because I think this is arguably Wiz, Khalifa, Wiz Khalifa's best project. And I also mm. believe that after listening to this album and being able to cover the blog era at that time and cover cover it in some ways to now, um, this was his introduction into fame, yet he did it as a love letter to his mixtape fame. And I felt that throughout this entire album, especially with the interview with Rob Markman, which was very influential for me at the time. And you know that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, as we continue, um, I... <laughs> It's crazy to just go back through all these songs and just remember all of the fucking dope ass times we had in the motherfucking dorm. So I'm really excited about this. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I'm not even going to wait. I'm going to just jump right in. My first song it has to be uh, California. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, easy. And, I, and it's not even the actual like song, right? It's what the song represented when it dropped. Um, Wiz was coming off of Rolling Papers 2. No, Rolling Papers. I'm sorry. It's way before Rolling Papers 2. Rolling Papers 2. Um, uh, Rolling Papers 2. Rolling Papers. I'm going to exit all out. So Wiz was coming off Rolling Papers. A lot of fans, because remember, we talked about this a lot in our in the dorm room with you, talking to you and other people in the room, and how disappointed our album was. There's no Facts. way it was very disappointing to a lot of um, the Cushion OJ fans, to a lot of the um, what are the mixtapes was he was doing? He that's and also that's right. The Cush, correct me if I'm wrong, Cabin Fever came out before Rolling Papers, right? Or did it come out after? Let me think, came, came out before, so Cabin Fever was before, and Cabin Fever was. Trap heavy. It had Lex, Lex it was Wiz and uh, Wiz. Um, it was Wiz and Lex Luger. So, as a fan, you think he's gonna find a way to include How Fly, which made a lot of people the original Wiz fans. And then you also love, you know, Star Power. And then even his earliest stuff when it was like Princess City Two, when he was like rapping, rapping. So, if you're a Wiz fan and you listen to all of these things, and the Cushion OJ was bangers, just hits. You know what I'm saying? Blog hits, whatever you want to call them. Nice. Memorize. Those are certain songs in there, Kid Frankie, where he was like, Wiz was showing his different levels of things. He still was singing, but it, it didn't feel like it was like straight pop. He'll always throw a pop song on there, like Power to the Metal. Um, it, it was like, but it was a balance though, right? Like yeah. he'll have Memorize, he'll have Kid Frankie, who have never been, he'll have visions where he was like these are stuff from his earlier stuff where it was like balance yeah. then he had like cabin fever where it was pretty much all trap yep yep and um, this was at a time where trap music was like very it was still developing it wasn't mm -hmm. to a point where it was in 2015 where it mm -hmm. finally popped but it was still in the very early years when people didn't even take that kind of music seriously correct correct um 
So when I first heard California, I was like, oh, snap. This is the, the whiz that we wanted with rolling papers. I remember me saying it, like saying to the people, like, yo, this is the whiz that we thought we were going to get with rolling papers. Um, so that's why I like California, because California was the first video he put out from this joint. And it was with Cardo. And Cardo, who, you know, didn't stay with Taylor Gang. I think that he deserves a lot of the credit for um, giving Wiz his signature sound. Because um, Cushion OJ was tremendous for him. Yeah. Tremendous. Um, so, but then, he you know, he, he goes on to do a lot of different stuff. He was on Mac and Devin. He was on All Over Taylor, All The Dice. And then they had a breakup. Um, I want to say after the second album, oh, and that only nigga in first class, and then he did his own thing, but he's been nothing but gone up since then. Like he's done, he has number one. He did God, he did God's plan with Drake. Yeah, yeah, he did the new song with Drake and um, Lord Dirt. Damn, uh, for real? That's yeah, that's cars. That's that's Cardo, man. Like Cardo, man. He was. In, he does. But he then does he stuff also. I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah, but he also did like about to say he also does stuff with um the underground people. He just put out a, a dope project with uh payroll Giovanni. Larry June. Larry June. So I think that he's able to, you know, go between the commercial stuff and also like the underground stuff that we all love and that we all love uh uh Wiz for early on. But that's why I love this song, man, because t- to the Wiz fans, this signaled um I like to me. I felt like everyone knew he let a lot of his original core down with Rolling Papers. Rolling Papers was not was not all bad. It had some joints that I like. It had on my level. It had um, a couple joints. The race. Yeah. It had, it had a couple joints that it was like okay, like I see, I see this, but in some joints I was like, you're trying, like you're. It's clear that you're trying to sell tickets. Yeah, it's clear you're trying to appeal to the people who are coming out, who weren't Wiz fans, and they are trying to, um, whatever the word is. I mean, he didn't have to do that. I didn't feel like he didn't have to do that because you had Black and Yellow, and that was a big, a, a major song. So maybe you didn't need all of those songs. I just felt like he sacrificed too much. So I agree. Um, yeah. I, I, but I think. At the time, if you ask me, I thought it was Wiz doing this. Like, I thought, like, you know, you being young and, like, listening to the album, like, man, this shit is trash. This thing did this, this thing did that. But, like, looking back on it now, I think it was an attempt to appease the record labels and kind of, like, give them the sound that they want, but still give them something that makes you you. And I like the fact that he kind of, explains this through like one of the interviews uh, or the clips of the interview with Rob Markman when he was like he when 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 the people that make these 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 little brands like a like a bad and and I'm saying little at the time when they were just on the come up like a bad boy or no limit like there's hustle there's grind in it you know there's a there's a certain theme that is that is established through the artists or through the music that's that's given, you know what I'm saying? And they have to create this themselves in order for them to make it to that level. And many of the record labels and those billion dollar corporations that fund you, they can't do that. 
because they already have something that's already established and they're trying to maintain all of that power. But what they can do is help fund you. And I think at the time, like, I think he was trying to, well, I'm not going to say him necessarily, but I think that album attempts to appease to what those record label want. And like you say, or, or and then all the, also what, you know, the mainstream audience want. And not necessarily what the mixtape fans want, because like, let's say he did drop this as a full album. I'd consider this a full album, but will people think that this is worth the full album price of admission? You know what I'm saying? And I think the rolling papers, I think it was supposed to be that. But I, to be honest, I would pay money for this album, by the way, completely. <laughs> but I'm glad yeah. that this is a mixtape. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and, I, and that's what that's the part that made me really hard to like. Um, that the other um, what was the album you said? Like um, rolling papers, right? What the the exact reason that he said on Taylor Autodice when he was like, you know, the label can't do this and we do this and da, da, da. And a lot of the fans felt like, yo, like, will we help you? Like fans felt like no especially on the blog era they felt like there was a direct connection to the artist's success so you felt like you know whether it was the constant social media presence or maybe it was the you know whatever they was doing you felt like you were involved in their success so the fact that he put out rolling papers and was so bad to a lot of people i mean he didn't even use this he didn't even use the producers who a lot of people associated him with he didn't use like sledger and he didn't use cardo you know, he didn't use a lot of those people. I could be mistaken. I don't think he even used Germ that much with throwing rolling papers, maybe like once or twice. So a lot of the um a lot of the sounds weren't familiar with a little with with the people who he had worked with previously. So that 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 was hard to like hard for a lot of fans to accept. But I think when I heard California, now there's nothing lyrically, you know, mind blowing. It's literally him rapping about his success, which is cool. Um, again, in the social media era, fans felt like they were a tribute to or members of that success, right? So I just enjoyed it. It felt good, you know. Me and you chilling, you know. It was spring, so it was spring right around. It was maybe even before spring break, so he was probably outside. Uh, yeah, was it was, warm it was definitely sundress when this dropped. Yeah. So this was this was a great time. He was out and about. Um, so he was definitely Wiz Khalifa's fans taking part of what Wiz Khalifa fans do. Um, so this this was a great um, opener because also the first the first track I guess you could say because I guess Aaron Rice is the intro. But it was like it re it, it, it as a fan I was like oh snap this the 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 mixtape Wiz is back. Um, what's what's your uh, What's your first song? To add on top of what you said about that, I also felt like this, just due to the fact that Cardo made this, like it gave the song gave me really Nipsey Hustle vibes. And I also appreciated it. And it was one of a it was one of the songs that was a really good way to kind of help start the album, in a sense. Um, it was like one of the songs where you listen to it and it's just like Oh, I know what I'm. I know what I'm about to embrace. And you're at the second song. You already heard the first one. First one was pretty dope, but this one was like, all right, cool. This is, 
this is the mixtape Wiz Khalifa coming back. I would probably have to say my song, and I know I'm pretty sure you know what this song is going to be. I'm going to say tap. I'm in the air, I'm somewhere flying In your town to cop me a pound Show me one and I'll roll one All my niggas straight drug addicts Cause it takes one for you to know one Bake some and never hold none Young niggas with some old lungs Catch me out at your college campus We roll with a cold one Outside with my new car My Chally Park by my old one Got a couple of rollies, dog, but I'm usually rocking a gold one. Catching flights on them private planes, Ferrari doors, I close them. Don't talk a mill, you ain't sold one. Don't talk a pound, you ain't smoke one. Pull it up, light it up, have a puff, let's take a plane. Roll it up, light it up, have a puff, let's take a plane. Roll it up, light it up, have a puff, let's take a plane. Roll it up, light it up, have a puff, let's take a Smoking and sipping while watching hoes stripping. Popping and rolling, I'm chief in this pole. Over my side with a pistol and chopper. Got from my bitch and she get from my mama. Talking like this, I be walking like this. Sold a few hoes and I bought a new bitch. Taylor gang niggas, the number one chiefers. Smoking on gas, probably louder than speakers. Mixed with the hash dip in the lean blue dream, I'm a fucking fiend. Stand on Fairfax, get smoked out with them niggas from Supreme. Trippy sticks, bomb wrist, blunt dip, I'm down to do. <laughs> I already knew it. I was listening to it and I'm like, yo, I know Vance gonna pick this song. Oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. Um, so the beat is definitely produced by one of my favorite producers of all time. I ain't gonna even I ain't gonna even hold you. I'm not gonna hold you. Space goes perk. Um I the reason why I like this song is because this beat, but I also like the fact that he was able to work with at one point Wiz Khalifa. Um, and Juicy J. Um, mm-hmm. One person that was a more of a new kind of sound for and a new level of status for Space Ghost Perp. And then Juicy J, somebody who's a legend in the game, somebody that he listened to old Memphis tapes and shit to. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. a lot of Space Ghost Perp's earlier music was, uh, um, was, was, was influenced by the early... Memphis underground tapes like Three Six Mafia, like DJ Zerk, like uh, 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 oh my God, what's his name? Tommy Wright the Third, like many of those artists of that time. So the fact that Wiz was able to team up with Space Ghost Perp, and mind you, like even though you kind of saw the the influence of Three Six Mafia and Wiz Khalifa sound, you never saw it like this before. You know what I'm saying? Until this song dropped. So when it was Originally on the album, I was like, oh shit, for real? And I played that shit automatically. And it was one of my favorite fucking songs throughout like my junior and my senior year in college. But like coming back to it now, not only do I appreciate it for that alone, but I also appreciate it for the story after that. The fact that Juicy J continued to be a legend in the game. The fact that Wiz Khalifa is growing to be a Snoop Dogg of our generation in some cases. If he continues to just produce really good music for the that mix that mixtape crowd and uh, that mixtape crowd, and I feel like we're going to be able to talk about this, uh, you know, as we continue, because you know some people might have certain thoughts about Wiz Khalifa now, but um, at the time, like bro, this shit was hard, and it and it was also a gem in the blog era because Space Ghost Perk was 
He was getting, he had a lot of clout in the blog era, but because of what happened after that and his, his, his fall, his fallout with ASAP mob, ever since then, like you, you just saw like Raider can kind of like decline and you saw a lot of the artists move away from Raider clan, but um, they are successful. Like Amber London still dropped music. Um, De- uh, Denzel Curry, he drops music now, like he's becoming his own star. Uh, for for better or for worse, ten uh, Triple X Tentacion, he wasn't a part of Raider Clan, but he knew people from Raider Clan like Denzel Curry, and he started creating his own music with that 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 raw Florida sound that Space Ghost had. Like, bro, like, oh man. I'm not saying that this song is like a, a, a gem of that era, but in some cases it is. You know what I'm saying? And like Juicy J fucking killed this fucking verse. I mean, this was also at a time when Juicy J was like re rebranding himself. He was moving away from Three Six Mafia. Like the last two Walk released, I'm not going to say like a couple years ago, but it released at a certain time and it was only DJ Paul and Juicy J. This was the Juicy J of the blog era, the mixtape era. And my guy, he had a run too at that time. I, I hope that we can get into that one day. But yeah, man, like this shit was hard, man. Fucking Wiz spazzed on the beat too, bro. The fucking trail, uh, the, 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 the train sound before this. You already know why. You, you know why. You know why I love this song. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. So I, I fully expected you to go completely off on this song. So it's no big, no, no surprise. Um, what I liked about this song and mainly throughout the whole project was you felt Juicy J's influence, um, but it didn't come off as though they were trying to do a 2013 version of 3-6 Mafia. Um, it, it felt... It felt it felt organic. It felt authentic. Um, it didn't feel forced in any way. Um, it wasn't Wiz rapping with beats that he couldn't do. It was kind of like Juicy J was coming into their world. Like even with songs like uh, Blindfolds and Yeah, I remember the video for the Grinder and Juicy J was in there acting all crazy and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I really felt like it was it was a great. It was amazing how they did it all. Um, I like I like this song for several reasons. Some of the things you mentioned, mainly like the Space Ghost Perp effect, the fucking trains and yeah. all of that crazy shit they had going. But yeah, but it was also like, um, it was a different feeling. It felt like after listening to um, after listening to Cabin Fever, it felt like with this album, Wiz finally put it all together. Yeah. So he was able to do a trap song. He was able to do you know, different emotions and stuff like that. Because, you know, um, you know, you had the trap whiz come later on, and that kind of didn't work for me. But I think Cabin Fever, he really was like able to do his own version of it. But then it didn't come off like it was didn't, didn't make any sense. Mm. But with Juicy J on that second verse where the beat was breaking down, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. That My shit gosh. was loud. Them, them damn snares, them hi hats. Whoo, them shits was kicking. Shit was crazy. I love it. Yeah, like, man. I lo- go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I love that. Like one thing I really like, and I know some people don't like this, but like one thing I really like in a, like a song like this, 
especially a song that kind of pays tribute to Three Six Mafia, is like when the hi hats and shit are dancing. I love that shit, and it's not mm. like people underestimate highlight high uh, well hi hats, and like I sometimes I hear songs that just splatter hi hats throughout the entire beat, and it's, it doesn't sound right. And one thing Metro Boomin actually talked about was like you got to be able to have like your hi hats in a really set away and your snares in different parts but specifically for your high highs don't have like have them dance in some way and the fact that like this thing made the high hats fucking dance throughout this entire song that just oh that just kept going in my head oh <laughs> that shit was hard man yeah this is this is definitely i remember so many dope times so i remember we were talking about music and i was like you were DJing, and I was like, bro, I really want to hear a Space Ghost Perp song. And then this shit played, and we just went crazy in the whole room, man. Good mm-hmm. times. Good times. Yeah, man. That's, um, and I, I think that was a cool thing about the whole project was, like, it was different, different flows, different, different sounds. Because right before, this is my favorite song, and that doesn't sound like this. You know what I'm saying? So it just, it flowed perfectly. And I, I kind of think that the way that they uh, sequenced it was really, like, really re- done really well. And it was, it felt like, it felt like, I'm going to say this probably towards the end, we talk about it more. It just felt like Wiz had finally had put it all together. Yeah. Like, all the influences, he has reached a certain level of success. Um, He's seen what didn't work with Rolling Papers. And he kind of was just like, I got to give y'all what I really wanted to. And it kind of felt like, I can't, like, I only make the assumption. It kind of felt like the label made him work with all those people so he can produce a hit. And it felt like to the fan, it felt like this was what he wanted to make. You know what I mean? Yeah, facts. Facts. And I believe that this is what he wanted to make because he even had that explanation about Rolling Papers in the interview, you know? Um, And I also feel like he... Even at this time, like, even though he dropped Rolling Papers and that was kind of like a disappointment, he was still a mixtape. He was still a mixtape king at the time because Cushion OJ was already so big. Like, it was the album that really he put him on. You know what I'm saying? But this was the album that just entered, like, not only, like you said, where he really put everything together, but it was also his introduction into the higher status of um, music. And yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it's kind of represented through the entire album. And oh, absolutely, I, I see that in specific songs as well. I'm pretty sure you're gonna like pick out some ones that I'm gonna be like, yeah, of course, like this is this is it. But like, yeah, man, like the fact that he was just able to like be able to kind of like give those mixtape fans from that cult crowd at the time. This song, it was just, I think that it was a gift to the fucking blog, to the blog era of uh, music head. So, yeah, definitely my, my number one song off of this joint. But I still got other bangers. I just hope you don't choose them before me. <laughs> yeah, man, I just felt like I just felt like you couldn't play Rolling Papers in the ride. Oh no, you know what I'm saying with, with 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 the activity we was doing. You couldn't do that with rolling papers, but I felt like this from the first song. You was like, "Oh shit, roll up, let's go." Yeah. Um. So my my next song is uh Amber Ice. Get 
got so high last night I don't even remember going to sleep But I do know these Louis go with my feet And the critics, they feel how my lyrics do go over beats 20k shopping when do go overseas Smoking weed in the most expensive suite Even though we ain't supposed to be living anywhere close to these people How they gon' hate on me? I got more bread than most of these people Don't wish that for my enemies, I pour a toast for them And keep positive energy and hella smoke for them Smoke for them Bumpin' high grade liquor for my niggas Never seen a ghost in person, now she riding in one Never seen a ghost in person, cost me five figures That's like 50 G's a person if you ride with I feel like this um, song, because when as as Wiz became more successful, the fans, like the fans, felt like they were part of this person with success. Same with Currency, same with anybody else in the blog era. You felt like it is me going to the show. That's why they've been successful. When Currency got that first Ferrari. Currency fans went crazy because they felt they, they were so proud and like, yo, you did it your way. You got the car you wrapped about. You always wanted. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Right. So this first song on the joint, the first song you play. So the the, the I picked California. That's the first ver the first song you hear from the album because that came out before the album the project dropped. But Amber Ice is the first song you hear when you play it. Yep. So. Then I'm taking you back to 2013, and you're a Wiz fan. You had rolling papers, and you was disgusted. And um, I'm serious, like it was a disappointment to a lot of Wiz fans, man. At like, that time, he was like, he was doing that, like because before you had that, you had Dealer. Remember Dealer No Deal? Like I like that was decent, but but it wasn't it wasn't him like Cushion OJ though. You know what I'm saying? Well, there were some bangers that were still on Deal or No Deal, but it wasn't like hitting like Cushion OJ that came out after that. Cushion OJ came out afterwards. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But he also like, he 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 had a couple of joints tonight. He had Friendly with Currency. Yeah. He had uh, yeah, uh this pl- this plane. Yeah. Yeah, but you but you felt like that was just him figuring out his sound, stuff like that. And he was as what you assumed as a fan, right? You liked it. Um, it was decent. It was nothing crazy. It wasn't how fly, but you felt like you know it was a label. You trying to make some money. It's cool. Yeah. He's trying out his sound, right? So that's, that's what I chalked deal or no deal up to. Mm-hmm. I chalked up um, cushion OJ to, or oh, this is who Wiz wants to be. Mm, this yeah. this is the Wiz. This is this this is this is Wiz. This is him figuring out. This is him in a blog era making the songs that he wants to make, right? Yeah. And then I heard, then I expected, because then he didn't put nothing out with the other stuff. Cabin Fever came out um, yeah. 2011. And I was like, yo, this is hard. Like, That's this is him. Hard. And I felt like that was him saying, listen, I'm not just, I'm not just a weed rapper. I can, and I smoke over weed beats. I can rap over, you know, hard shit too. Yeah. And that's cool. So that's what you got. And then you get rolling papers and then you're like, shit, man, like, where the cabin fever? Or do we only get deal or no deal with? Where's the where's the cabin fever with? Where's the cushion OJ with? Right? It felt like it was over, it was oversaturated with the deal or no deal. I need a I need a hit record with. Yeah. So boom. So but when I heard Amber Ice, I'm like, the sample. It's hard. Right? Yesterday, Princess. Bye. 
Hold on, let me see. Crazy, right? And it's one verse. Mm. And it the the way he's rapping, the things he's saying, there's nothing crazy. I mean, you just felt like you're a part of it. It felt like a success. It felt like, oh my God, this dude is successful. I could be successful. We are a part of his success. Boom. And then there's the and it's a quick verse, it's a hard verse, it's that braggadocious whiz. It's that, you know, uh, take your girl whiz, da 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 da. You know, boom. Then he ends it off with the the Rob Marksman. The yeah. first Rob Markson joint, and then it goes into California. I like this song. I thought it was a great opener. And again, this is not, I'm not talking from the lyrical standpoint. I'm talking from a Wiz Khalifa fan at the time. And like, this is bringing back my memory. Like, oh shit, this is how I felt. Yeah. This is where I was going. So yeah, that's why I had to pick this one. I really like this sample. I really like mm. the original song. Uh, like I say, uh, Yesterday Princess by Stanley Clark really good very dark but it's just why it's just really good wine tasting music <laughs> so the fact that he was able to kind of switch this beat up and you're right like i think currency hopped on this beat or flip of the beat or the, um excuse me the sample um and i that was something that i caught with this but i was just like yo like where's spazzed on this joint and the fact that this was the first song off of the project like he immediately lets you know what he was trying to, you know, get you hip to. And I just felt like it was, it was like you said, he put, he had it put together so beautifully and so right. And it, it, it was just a, it was a more skilled, crafted and polished version of what he was able to do in the previous projects, especially with the beat, the, the raps, and the vocals. And I think that all of those put together at a high level that it was on Amber Ice was just so dope. And definitely one of the best mixtape intros that I've heard um, throughout the blog era. What's uh, what's your next one? That's a great point though. Thank you. <laughs> My next one point. is The Code. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Talk about it, talk about yeah. it. So first things first, um, I love the flip of the uh, the sample. Um, I still I still play the sample to this day, and it's because of that song. It was so original. Like I could always remember the sample. It's definitely jazzy. Um, it is "Ginseng Women" by Eric Gale. Um, it's very jazzy, very 70s, 60 uh, flowy kind of vibe. It's definitely a groove. But the way that they change this shit and make it such a bouncy, wavy beat, and it's just Juicy coming in. Juicy came hard throughout this entire album, bro. Even when he supplied vocals alone, he was spazzing, and he started the shit and destroyed the beat. Definitely one of those bangers that we played in the in the dorms. And this was a this was a lacrosse song for me. Like I laid people's head out to this song. I hope that doesn't sound very violent, but hey man, like shit, man. It, it is what it is in the lax field, especially HBCU lacrosse, but that's a whole nother thing. 
this this song was that song for me at the time. Like Tigger. I'm sorry, I just heard it. Hit the liquor. Hit the liquor. <laughs> this shit was hard, bro. And this song also had um what well, at the time was Khalifa's artist at Teller Gang, Lola Monroe. Mm-hmm. And people didn't really, they didn't really think that she can really rap, but she spazzed out on this song. Great verse. Yeah. And I'm so glad that she was able to spaz because the only thing that people really wanted to remember her for is her modeling. And I was like, nah, I'm pretty sh- she's working with Los. And Los is a spitter. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure she got a little, she got some fuel in the tank. You know what I'm saying? And she she definitely showed her ass off on this genre. And Thanks. definitely her her show-stopping verse in her career. It would be really dope to see her kind of make a, a, a comeback if it is possible. Because like now, since you're seeing a, a super, a surge when it comes to women rappers and them kind of establishing their own selves in different ways, um, or in simple ways, in some ways, um, it would be really cool to see how she'd be able to like hold her own with like the other uh, lady rappers that are out there. You know what I'm saying? But shit, man, the competition is really good. I love this shit now. You and it's so fucking diverse now, bro. You could fuck with Flo Millie, then you could fuck with Meg Thee Stallion. Then if you want to go crazy, you know what I'm saying, Cardi B. And then if you just want to go back to Rhapsody, you can fuck with Rhapsody. Or if you want to be on some underground fucking southern shit, you can fuck with fucking Baby Mama. Like this, so it's so dope. Tier, uh, 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 Tierra Whack. Like, oh man, that's shit, man. It's crazy. I'm son, son. Tierra Wack is crazy. And she her bro, bars is ridiculous. Ridiculous, bro. And she could do it on so many different beats. And she can create themes. Like she got this awkward, weird, violent, scary kind of theme that she got. Man, she's like, yo, I just I love all the all the rappers out here, man. I love that shit. Same, same, same. I do appreciate it. Yo, I really do. Yeah. Um I just think it's it makes the game more fun, yeah. more compelling. It yeah. also allows like the women rappers to like take a break and come back. Cause you know, I think artists need that. And I think when you're the only one, it's harder for you to like rest, live life, and come back with dope music. And it, it kind of ruins the grind. So I'm actually happy there's a balance that I mean, you know, Cardi took off last year. And then we see an emergence of so many other people. Yeah. So I'm sure Cardi going to come back and there's going to be a balance. Then you had, you know, City Girls and, you know, well, yeah. Megan and people. So just, I think that's dope, bro, because you need that to have like an ecosystem of yeah, just man. different women rappers. Um, but to the cold, I love the song. I didn't like uh, Chevy Woods' verse. Yeah. He, I don't think, all right, I'll say this. In the beginning, he he did start off pretty decently. He started off well. And then after that, I was like, okay, Nate, he, he kind of fell off after that. I was like, all right, well, kind of forgettable. I just didn't think the beat was for him. I think when on um, Lifestyles, what song is that? Uh, Nameless. Yeah, that's the perfect beat for him. He's an older guy. You know what I'm saying? He's an older guy. You know, he's older than Wiz, stuff like that. He was up before Wiz in Pittsburgh, stuff like that. So wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna have to listen to this again. I'm listening to this again now. He he's oh, Nameless is fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He rapped on that. 
Yeah, that's more so his lane because he's an older rapper guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like some of these Lex Luger trap beats wasn't more so his way. I mean, he could do it, but I just felt like this wasn't his strong suit. And I think on Nameless, you get to see him, you know, more in his, his thing than they did on here. But I love this song. I like Wiz verse. The way it was unorthodox, got it, money, more, did it, down it, down it, I'ma flip it, down it, down I like that, that rhyme pattern that he used. Um, like you said, Juicy J came out the gate. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, out the gate. Yeah. First couple seconds in, um, Lex Luca did his thing on his beat. This was a fun song, and I think that that's really cool. I think the cool thing about Wiz is you can enjoy his records but you still feel like some connection to him as an artist because it's not all just party raps, but it still is like a groovy, I can enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I can vibe mm-hmm. out to Mia Wallace. I can chill out to Mary 3X. I'm saying I can vibe out to this. I can get up a little bit for certain songs to um, take a plane and, um, you know, my favorite song, stuff like that. But I, I love the code. I'm happy you picked it. Yeah, man, definitely a gem. One of one of the core reasons why I think that this is arguably his best his best album because he's able to give you sounds from uh, uh, sounds that you that will remind you of Cushion OJ or going back to his older projects. You know what I'm saying? Um, even there was one album that had um, oh my god, there was a song that used like that remixed the Sonic beat. And like you tell you know that this is Wiz's like style, man. The way that it was just flipped up like that was so fucking dope. Like you, man, it's it's just it goes back to what you said. Everything's put together, but I think this is arguably his best mixtape, possibly mixtape album. I'll throw that out there. It's my favorite Wiz mixtape. It's my favorite Wiz project. My favorite Wiz album is O-N-I-F-C. O-N-I-F-C. Yo, that got real, bruh. It, it was so controversial because of the dress, the, the fashion that he had. But that shit was really underrated. There, there was some good songs on that, Joe. Yeah, I I think that is when he figured out like how to make an album the way he wanted to make it. You know? Rise Above is a, a wonderful song. Things I like that. The plan with Juicy J. Yeah. What? You know what I'm saying? And then he had a hit and work hard, play hard, which you need yeah. to have during those times. Then he had Bluffing. And he had yeah. Bluffing was, was my, I got, I got, I got so much. <laughs> Shit was hard. Then uh, the, the Bluff with Cameron. Yes. And that was dope too because Cameron was embracing the blog community by working with Wiz and Mac Miller. Oh man, man! Yo, the song with Mac Miller with Cameron. Yeah, Cardo made that beat. Bro, what? What? I got that Mac with me. Yes, that song. Wow. Yeah, I can't. Wait, I can't wait till you come across a Mac album. I hope. I hope his faces. To be honest. Um, See, I haven't fact, listened I, to faces like that. Ooh, you gotta go back. I'm trying to find a vinyl. It's, no one has it because it never was an official release. Um, is it my turn? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna go with Never Been To. Oh, see, I knew you was gonna choose this one. I knew you was gonna choose this one, you know and I think there's one of my. Fa- oh wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. It was one of my mentions, but I'm glad you chose this one. Tell them yeah. why, brother. Tell them why. I love it. So I love the first Never Been. 
Um, oh, and I'm really, I'm really upset that Wiz did not put Sledgering onto more stuff. I don't know why. I felt like all the songs they had together always went well. I'm not sure. He didn't put them on the first album. Um, I think he might have had one song on the ONIFC album. But for the most part, Sledgen doesn't make it to his album. I have no idea as to why. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that's cool, but. A lot of his like mixtape stuff with Sledgerin always knocks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sledgerin did um he did uh Visions on Cushion OJ, he did Wake and Bake, he did uh Never Been, and he did the outro. Yeah. Those are you know, those are those are you know dope whiz songs. And on here he did um ONIFC, the title track with Cardo. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was on Cabin Fever or Cabin Fever 2, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and ONIFC, he did um, he did the intro. I think that was it. Mm. I could be wrong. But my whole point is, he never really put him on there. And I think this song really, this song really rocks. $100,000 doing this sound like this or not, truthfully. It's not, it right at the gate, Wiz was rapping. Um, you know, Wiz, Wiz weed raps. But you know, we we reps you can feel like you can rob with, order the Netflix, see what's on Netflix, order another movie, seeing the smoke and the bad shit. Like yo, we was in college, we can relate to that. We can yep. go to Netflix. You know what I'm saying? We felt like yo, we can do that shit. Yep. Some of shit that's crazy. That's such to. a relatable thing to this day too. That's wild. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, I also felt like um, Ross verse was amazing. Spaz. Spaz. You know what I'm saying he did his thing on here, um, and I think this also showed Rick Ross uh, embracing the 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 blog era raps. Right? Yes, I'm so Damn. glad you said that. He co-signed Wiz and he co-signed Currency. He had them on the uh, the Super High remix. Remember that song? Yes. Super High. That was down. dope. Like I remember the time that shit dropped. Everybody was caught off guard because it was like, like for. The people who are Rick Ross fans, it was like, who are these niggas up here? Oh, they spaz too. And then mm-hmm. for the people that was a part of the blog scene, it was like, oh, for real? Oh, this just makes so much sense because yeah. the song already was dope, but you it had that Rick Ross Miami flair, which was good, mm-hmm. but you didn't think that a Wiz Khalifa or Currency would hop on it. And they just they just did. And it just it it, it, it fit the vibe so well. Didn't they do a video with them too? Like, I think they did I don't a know. That's a good question. I wonder. I know what currency and Ross did stuff recently. He Ross Ross was on a lot of currency projects lately. Yeah, Ross um, was on Alfredo too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he he's de- I think I think if going forward in his future, if he embraces that 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 lean. Yeah. Yeah. And like I like the fact that he actually embraces it. Like when you see somebody like Drake embrace it, it's like he'll hop on one song, like, there you go. And then mm-hmm. he'll make money off of it, but then also the artist is, and then after that, you don't see that artist he was working with or he co-signed really get that rise or that development. But Ross, not only will he, like, hop on a song or some shit like that, but he'll actually embrace you. Like, I saw him mm-hmm. do social media with Freddie Gibbs. This is why yeah. I want to root for Ross. But then he does other shit that just make me say, yo, come on, man. Like, man, come on. This ain't fair. Stop doing mm-hmm. stupid shit. 
Yeah, like, yeah, no, I agree. Just going back to it, man, like, you're absolutely right. He fucking spazzed on this shit, bro. And I'm just, like, I think specifically for Wiz, this song was his, um, it was his elevation to that higher status of rap. Because mm-hmm. it, it, you saw it with the fact that Amber Rose is on this song. You saw it with the fact that Rick Ross is on this song and the fact that he's, Ross spazzed out on this joint. Any rapper of that stature could have, when it comes to a blog era rapper, and I, I don't hate, I hate to put it in that kind of box, but since we're dealing with this era, we might as well, you know, say it like that. But the fact that he was able to really put his effort into this shit and not bullshit, and and st- still have a verse that that lasts to this day, bro. Like, yo, this was a significant song in Wiz Khalifa's career. Uh, something that I think, you know what I'm saying? Even though, you know, he moved away from Amber Rose, like he, this was one of the songs that like let people know that he was entering this status now and that he's doing what he can to like be that guy, but still maintain the status that he had from uh, Cushion OJ. And when I say status, I don't mean like lifestyle. I'm still saying like, you know, the musical sound to supply that. I think that's why it sounds so good with Sledgering on it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I wonder what the song samples because the first song is actually a sample of Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross. Chrono Trigger? No, Chrono Trigger I, on the uh, th- Super Nintendo. I thought they was just sampling uh, the original Never Been. They must, they must have reused the original sample then. Well, we're about to find out right now because... Oh no, it's from Chrono Trigger. Yeah, yeah. you must have flipped the same sample again. That's Shit. tough. That's tough. I think also one thing I had to gotta mention is like the Amber Rose thing, right? Yeah. I know a lot of people assumed, me being one, that um um when he got with Amber Rose, like, oh man, he got this pop album. Um he got this famous girlfriend. He's not rocking with us no more. Um, I think the thing that like this that kind of stuck out was when she was on his record with him. Um, it was like okay, she, it's cool. Maybe he's not going fully pop. Maybe he, um, you know, you can still rock with him. So that was yeah. kind of cool to see. Um, like that take place like that where um, so yeah that was cool so correction on the sample it is actually another beat it is actually another beat like it's another sample of that Chrono Cross uh, Chrono Trigger game which is interesting because it's yet another specific thing that Wiz Khalifa uh, has been able to do with some of his music which is sample video games I love that shit that's something that like Trey, uh, one of my friends, brought to me back in college. Um, and you're right about like um, him, you know, embracing this new superstar status. And um, it, it, it's wild how like we look back at it now and see how like those two major stars kind of traversed in their own different way, for sure. Good choice. What's what's uh that was what, my third one? What's your third one? Um my third one is 
Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go with Mia Wallace. Oh no 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 no! Actually, edit that part out. Um, I'm gonna go with my favorite song. Ooh, great song, great song. Yeah, yeah, I had to get this one out. Oh man, man, my favorite song. Well, it was the first single that was on the blog that that hit the blog scene. Like was that was before it it was, but California was the first video. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it, like that was yeah. My my favorite song is my shit, man. And it was something that was you could kind of see the 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 resources that he had from being signed to a record label kind of influence it, but not to a point where it's negative. And when I say that, I say the way that the beat that the that the beat has reverb echoes that carries on throughout the song, and um. The bass, the bass hits, but it hits in a different way. It doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like a normal trap song. You know what I'm saying? And like, I also like Juicy J's verse. Once again, this nigga's fast. This nigga's fast. <laughs> and I love that shit. And I love the way that like, he 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 gets at the end of a certain bar and be like, you know what, I be fucked up. And then all of a sudden the beat just is gone from it for a real second. So it gives you more emphasis. With, and then the beat just comes right back in. Man, that shit is hard, bro. Um, definitely. And this was the first song that I heard specifically from the project. And I was like, oh, I'm I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. Uh, so yeah, this is another banger that I personally fucks with. Um, and it's still, I, I had to save this song. I had to save this song and tap because those were... Those were two songs on my SoundCloud that are definitely gonna get some 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 trunk. <laughs> when the song come on, I'm spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money. Play something, I can spend some money too, money too, money too, money too, money too, money too. When the song come on, I'm spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money, spending money. Play something, I can spend some money too. I'm highly paid, so I just live my life. That shit you niggas trying to do, I guarantee I did it twice. They say life's a gamble. Hit my joint and roll the dice. When you live in this high, you can't be afraid of heights. Book my flight to Vegas, will. 20 thou to stay tonight, another 10 on champagne. My money long, I pay the price. Tired of niggas saying they get my gang, cause dog, we ain't alike. I'm throwing money. When I walk up in this bitch, they know it's money. Money in my arms, other table full of money, pocket full of joints I roll, dropping ashes on my clothes, balling super hard, smoking till I overdose. Yeah, uh, I, I felt the same way, man. This was a, a high energy, a fun song. This was in the age of Project X, so we was having those crazy parties. Um, this joint was, like, this was, was a fun song, yo. Um, I keep thinking of Juicy J coming in at uh, Drippy nigga, what the club? You know, I be walked up, take some bottle drinks, try to handcuff. I'm like, yo, Juicy J and Wiz had the, they had the, uh, an amazing chemistry, and it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like they were just trying to recreate three six. Because I remember, remember, did you used to watch the Day Todays? Yeah. You remember when um, Wiz was in Pittsburgh? And um, 
Juicy J was with him and they were in the hotel room and it was Juicy J was hanging with him the whole time. I remember my cousin was talking and he was like, yo, you think they're really like making music or you think Juicy J trying to get hot off Wiz? Like what's going on? Like what do you think this is? And we ain't know. Cause it was like, it was random to see like Juicy gravitate towards him after Cushion OJ and Rolling Papers. Like that was weird. But um, when the music came out, I was like, man, because it was not Juicy J doing three, six impersonations. And it wasn't Wiz forcing anything. It was like, these are regular Wiz songs. He just took it up another level. And Juicy J is bringing that same energy he always brought. It's just 2013 updated. And uh, I mean, I love this song to this day. Yeah. When this it, song come on, I'm spending money. Spending what? money, spending money. Play some money. something that I could spend some money to. What? Yeah, fucking go. <laughs> we be in a club. You know, what I'm <laughs> you know I be fucked up. <laughs> Yo, yeah, this is my shit. Um, I just it's so many reasons you could say why this was so hard and like. I'm interested in hearing how Juicy J and Wiz like met up because I'm not sure before Blue Dream and Lean, excuse me, Juicy J was in the was in the blog scene like that. I'm not sure if he made, excuse me, underground tapes after Three Six Mafia fully disbanded. After the last to walk, I don't think that I, I'm not quite sure. It would be interesting to find out how they did meet. I do know that like Wiz Khalifa did have um, videos on like social media of him like playing Three Six Mafia in the background and things like that. And I also know that I think this was around like a little bit after the time ASAP Rocky dropped a shit Live Love ASAP. So I'm pretty sure the impact of that project make you know put in Three Six Mafia sound in their their older sound out to the mainstream through the help of uh asap rocky southern sound and space goes purple i think that kind of in some way got him into the the the, the mixtape game and then also helped him link up with space ghost or wiz khalifa you know what i'm saying like it had to be some way you know what i'm saying and it's interesting to really find out how that connection happened because it helped them throughout the years I think, if I'm trying to remember correctly, I think it was around uh, Cabin Fever. I think it was, remember Lex Luger did Rubber Band Business. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It was Lex, I think it was through Lex Luger. Because Lex Luger did all of the Rubber Band joint with uh, whatchamacallit. That's right. Mm, Yeah. That's crazy, man. Like, and and Wiz was, Wiz really fucks with 36. Like, I see him to this day, you might catch him playing three six in the background while you just doing smoking, doing some chill shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, the influence of three six mafia is underrated completely. And like, people need to understand that even though we get to celebrate Juicy J now because he did his own thing, like you have to get three six mafia their respect, like their legacy and their rising music. You know what I'm saying? Because so many people just thought they were devil shit. And push the shit off and be like, oh no, I don't listen to that. It's, ooh, it's the devil. But they don't truly understand the the repercussions and positive repercussions of what of 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 what they brought to the music industry. 
And I think that story like really needs to like be taken seriously, especially at this time. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I think one thing that the blogs era, I hate to keep saying today, but that's really what it was. It allowed a lot of kids to show some of their influences and, you know, they show it to uh, show the world that people from Pittsburgh, people from New York, all over were influenced by this group from uh, from Memphis, Tennessee. So that was cool. Because, I mean, a few right after this, Gucci, Juicy had a good two, three year run as one of the hottest rappers in the game, you know. Yep. Bands Make a Dance came out around this time. So, yep. He also so dropped that, uh, Stay Trippy like I think 2013. And that shit yeah. was one of the best of the year. Yeah, so I, I think some of the energy he was getting from the youth translated into him making some big records that allow him to get some extra year. He put up an album out last year, and I think he still signed the Taylor Gang. I could be mistaken, but he was signed to Taylor Gang for a minute. Yeah, he was. Um, he also worked with uh, ASAP Rocky, but like I think he was he was on there for a certain time. But Wiz didn't want to sign him because he didn't he didn't like the fact of having Juicy J on his record label. Somebody right. that he looked up to on the label. Yeah, 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 you're right. I'm not sure if it was before or after, but I know that Juicy J was signed to Taylor Game for a short second, but I don't know whether that Breakfast Club interview was a, a little bit after he left or when he was before he actually got on. So, yeah, quote me on that, people. Um, so the my next song, my fourth song, I got two left, so I gotta make sure I pick wisely. Yes. Uh Rolling. I made eleven million nigga without an endorsement. Took the niggas I was out on the porch with. The central pay to race them at Audi's and Porsche. Audi's and Porsche. Bentley's and Rose. Bentley's and Rose. Plenty of smoke. Plenty of smoke. Thousands for weed. Thousands for weed. Fendi for clothes. Fendi for clothes. I remember I couldn't get shit back then when I was broke. When I was broke. Now that I'm rich, everything's for the love. Things for the love. So I could give a fuck about what they saying. Cause they wasn't with me way back in the day when the nigga was just. Back in, back in. trying to figure out how to word this and, and currency is my favorite rapper lifestyle rapper you know nothing crazy because i can relate to it it uh motivating you know keeps you down to earth raps um that's why currency is my favorite solo rapper um and i think wiz this is before he got super mega super famous and some of his raps were a little bit still you know somewhat down to earth rap which is cool you know some stuff I can't relate to, some stuff I could relate to, which is cool, but it still felt kind of cool. But I like the Smoke Dizza verse. Um, yeah. I felt like Smoke Dizza doesn't get his props. Not at all. And he I doesn't well, get his props, man. From no. his fans, yes. But I don't know. He doesn't get his props because he 
he didn't make that. He didn't do what like even currency did it right. Where currency signed to the big label, and got the big label push with Lil Wayne and them. Went back solo dolo, then came back, and then you know he was with uh, uh, Dame and them. And then he had a pilot talk series. Then he did some of the major again. Had her own couple joints. I think that does kind of like raise his profile a little bit more than Smoke, who was completely on cinematic the entire time, stayed loyal to them, and never left them. So I think even small things like that didn't raise his profile. Then even like a crit, you know, crit was in the South. The South was big. New York wasn't as big at the time when Smoke Dizzle was out there. Um, so the South being big allowed for, you know, crit to do songs with Ross and crit to do songs with Bumby and crit to do songs with Ludacris and T.I. That also raised his profile. And I think sometimes they, they get their just do, I think crit still underrated. But they get more just due to Smoke Dizza because Smoke Dizza, New York wasn't popping like that. Yeah. And he yeah. never signed with the big label to get that extra profile um, that a lot of rappers need to get a certain uh, uh, certain um, looks. Um, you know, Crip been on with fucking advertising with ESPN and yeah. Currency been, you know, you know, he's successful as he wants to be. It was um, P Valley, god damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. I think that does that that does do something and does allow people to, you know, say, hey man, Chris dope, man. He was on yeah. da. I think Dizzy never got that because he stayed fully on cinematic and New York wasn't what it is today. New York is a lot bigger now than it was 2013. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the- I I love I love that part and I love that. Um, he held his own, not held, not, not like lyrically, but he wasn't trying to do like a whiz rap. He did his own Smoke Dizzle rap, and it was cool. And I, I just felt like it was dope for Smoke to be, uh, you know, it was dope for Wiz after such a big record like Rolling Papers, which had like Broke Hard, Play Hard, and stuff like that, for him to still like say I'm still rocking with my homies and put Smoke on. So I liked it for that reason. I also think that like. Even though Smoke Dizzle was coming out at a time when New York wasn't, well, I mean, shit, nah, because he was, he was around, he was doing working with ASAP Rocky and ASAP Mob, like, and French Montana was also like really making a run in the mainstream or not, well, shit, in some cases the mainstream for who he was dating as well as um, like the music he dropped, it was really hot for like the nightclubs and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Like New York. It, it it was it was in the beginning of a resurgence. I think, like you said, the fact that he did stay with cinematic was the thing that kind of held him back from making that mainstream jump. Uh, the fact that like cinematic still caters to like the mixtape crowd, even though there's a lot a lot of really good talent that comes out of there. You know what I'm saying? And like we, I. I like we need to give that 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 company Dame Dash's company that credit. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then like Smoke Dizza has been able to like hop over different beats. He was able to do that with Coney, and he continued to drop projects throughout the 2010s. But I just felt like like you said the fact that he did stay with Cinematic and continued to drop more independent projects. He was able to have his freedom and still have the cult the called uh, audience that he wanted. But when it comes to him hopping up on like more mainstream songs, I think because of the style of his music 
and because it relates more to the blog era of New York, especially which is a time that New York wasn't really popping like that. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but let's just be honest. At that time, New York was trying to find that next resurgence. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think I think Smoke Dizzle was a was a product of that in some way. But I think now, I think if he can team up with Griselda, and I hate to always throw them in there, but they're really pushing this new wave of New York music out there because it's very, it's very gritty. It's very, it's very New York. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't never seen a resurgence like this. The way that samples are being used, the way that it's very simple and it's just being looped and they're just fucking spitting off of it. And it's it's Pyrex, you know, rap music. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't never seen no shit like that happen. But I know they can throw in somebody like Method Man. They can throw in like older rappers, and they can spaz on them. Lloyd Banks. They they can spaz out on this shit. I know Smoke Diz is gonna be able to spaz out on this shit. And the fact that Griselda is also working with different artists in both the the, the mainstream and the mixtape stream uh, the mixtape record scene bro like i think if he can find a way to like manifest that sound throughout the working with some of their producers i think that he can be able to make a surgence in the in the years to follow and then also switch up and make some 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 southern shit because he can rap off of that shit you know what i'm saying um coney was definitely a a a sign of that like i like one of the songs off of coney uh, it was the jump with Fat Trail, and it's a sample of Loop in the Third. Shit was hard, bro. Mm. But like, when it comes to songs like that, you, a lot of people don't uncover songs like that because I guess I don't know. I guess it's his voice. I don't. I'm not sure. But then the guy has some really dope verses, and he got some really good songs too. Cody is his best project, in my opinion. Though. He he did do a tape with uh, Benny the Butcher. See? Yeah, he did say with Benny. See? I think he yeah. gotta like manifest that sound though. I'm not saying copy them because that would be kind of weird, but like mix that with like what he's been able to do. Yeah, you I mean, I, I I feel that. I do think though, like even they get extra, they get an extra boost. Um, now that we're Rock Nation, essentially. Yeah. Um, that does help with them, but um. Yeah, but I, I feel that I do think that maybe he could do stuff like that to help him out. Some that makes sense for real. Yeah. Um, what's your fourth song? My fourth song is going to be Mia Wallace. Mm. Really fuck with Mia Wallace. I I so um the following years after I graduated, that's when I actually started really liking this song. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm gonna bring uh, I'm gonna bring some of my friends on for like uh, the Dap Hip episode. But like, 2013 was like the song we really fucked with each other with, and uh, one of the albums that we listened to, and and, and one of my friends' small ass cars was this album, and Mia Wallace was one of those songs. It was one time me and my friend got lost. And right before we got lost, we listened to Mia Wallace, and it was so it was so crazy because the us driving our friend home in Annapolis, it was all peaceful and listening to this shit. I didn't even like 
listened to the song fully when it first came out, but I appreciated it more. I was like, yo, this shit is dope. Um, so yeah, like I love the production behind this this song. And it it's another song that reminds me of like that mixtape uh with Khalifa, but just elevated with with better you know equipment and vocals you know what i'm saying i also like the 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 the, the, the verse smoking on the chronic smoking on the chronic. like that shit is hard yo uh like yeah i, I like me a wallace it's just a good it's just a good wavy song and that sample the way that that piano just dances around you oh mm-hmm. oh it's just yeah. mwah. I need to find out what this sample is because I might have to like, I might have to cop this. So the sample is Wave by Oscar Peterson, 1969. This is probably the best Smoker song on the whole album. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It definitely brings back memories. Um, It is, it it just, it just, it puts you in that, that space. It feels like it could have, you know, if you was to make a playlist of Wiz Khalifa's best smoker songs, it would be on there. Because um, it, it just puts you in that mode. It puts you in that space. Makes you feel like you want something. Um, that's what a Wiz Khalifa song is supposed to do. It's supposed to be about a party. If you ever been to a Wiz Khalifa concert, you can imagine what it smells like. So yes. You know, be no surprises. <laughs> um, I like the song. It's a it's a great... And I, just, I have like a, a chilled playlist. I'm just like relaxing and I'm like reading or just trying to like, you know, relax and chill and decompress. I'm not play that shit on my way home or whatever the case may be. This is on there because it's, it's like a it's a it's a, it's a stress reducing song. The the piano, like you said, is just so like heavenly. Yeah. It just flows with the whole album, whole song. I really like Mia Wallace. Yeah. I wonder why he called it that. I have no idea what the connection is with uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, but I I thoroughly enjoy that. Cleaning lady knocking this shit. I closed the door so I could bake up. Cause yesterday we partied the night away. Stumbled in close to foe. Room full of expensive bags. Still all the shit on the floor. But that's just how you live when your wife's a model. Smoke a pound soon as we touch down. Do the same thing twice tomorrow. Not to mention what I spend in the club. Nigga, don't even price the bottle. I promise my weed exotic. All my tree is foul. When you see me, I'm just floating on that chronic. He was definitely on in the in the right right place for that. And it's a short song too. So it doesn't yeah. it doesn't like overdo it. I think a lot of times people overdo these songs. I think a lot of times I'm happy to younger generation of hip-hop was like yo there's no need to do three verses <laughs> you know what i'm saying a long hook a long hook and a long verse that's it like you don't need to overdo but it. let's be real though let's be real though because now that i'm like look listening to older music and actually appreciating it the older generations of music because they were trying to sell vinyls that's why they had to make more of a bang for their buck you know what i'm saying 
And then we also got to include the fact that, like, it wasn't like rappers or like the singers still had like bands and stuff at that time. So, like, instead of them just like with these factors, instead of them just making like, oh, we're just going to do we're just going to do like one or two verses. We're going to make a long ass version of this song so you can like play it in the nightclubs and you could dance. And mind you, this is the 70, 60s, 70s. So like bringing it back to the 80s and 90s, they were still, go- you know, record labels were still going off this kind of vibe until this era now when everybody has a shorter attention span thanks to the YouTube era, you know, the Instagram shit, et cetera, et cetera. But now that I'm listening, like, now that I'm going back through, thanks to this podcast, now that I'm going back through music, you could kind of see the development of music from different generations and why they specifically do these different things, you know? Um, But you're absolutely right. He could have really expanded this shit and and made it overbearing, but still sound good. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this shit sounds all right. The beat is still hard, but why are you still playing this type stuff? You know what I'm saying? And he didn't do that. He actually, he backed it up. I appreciate that. So I was thinking about my last song. I didn't pick no Juicy J songs. um, And I really want to, but I can't skip over my song I thought was really dope and I think it showed the other side of Wiz the the little bit more the boom bat Wiz and that's Nameless mm. uh, wow. yeah, I, I, I really like Nameless man I, I, I think that it showed him if you listen to some of, some of his earlier stuff you know Prince of the City Star Power he was rapping a little bit more, you know, even some stuff like the the statement on Cushion OJ. Um, you know, I think sometimes it got a little melody heavy, weed heavy. Um, but I think sometimes people, you know, forget that he can also, you know, he 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 he, he had some skills in the beginning. He kind of lost it, you know, but it was fine. He's it's still there, it's still in his roots. Um, and I, I thought Nameless was him showing his boom back, showing the people that you know I can do. I can do the the my favorite song. I can do the cold, but I can also give you some stuff like this. I feel like this is probably one of my favorite Chevy Woods anythings. Um, I remember I know you used to hear get jokes on a lot. How you older? How you an older guy? And you know you a, a hype man for a young dude. So they got a lot of flack for that. But I, I do feel like um, this showed me as a fan. I was like, yo, he actually got skills. If he get the right beats, he could do something. Um, so I really like Nameless, um, and it's 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 one of my whenever I, whenever I run his back, I make sure I listen to this song because it was just like the the boom back the doom. It reminds me of um, one of them beats they had on uh, the kids, the Mac Miller first joint, yeah, the little boom back joints. Yeah, yeah man, I I, th- I think it was good, man. It added it added to the the balance of the album, you know, it balanced out the you know the the weed the the weed heavy. Verses and this is more so like them two going back and forth in a sense and I'm rapping two verses, nothing crazy. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I think this is an essential song of the well, one of the essential songs of like the blog area. Like really? once again, I also believe that this song kind of kind of gives you the 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 the, the status of like Wiz Khalifa currently, which is him 
embracing his celebrity status, especially since the cult that since the chorus is lifestyles of the rich and famous. I like the beat, the boom bag beat as well, because it kind of adds um sonic texture. And I know that sounds stupid, but it adds some sense of texture to the, the, the main message of the song, which is mainly him being a famous nigga and who, who's kind of embracing that um, through him smoking excessively and, and you know, having, having, having Amber Rose around, having a, having a superstar wife. But I just like the fact that, like, the song was kind of like a low level of the album, but still able to kind of get you through. You know what I'm saying? Like, there could be good levels of that. There could be good songs from the album that make you say, okay, this is not like the standout song from this project, but this is one of those like more relaxed songs that I will fuck with because it's so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like the fact that it was just so relaxed, but it still showed, uh, spotlighted the, the talent that both Chevy and Wiz had. You know what I'm saying? And Man, like people be talking shit about Chevy Woods, man. Like, bro, like that nigga, that nigga could spit on some 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 beats, bro. Like he had some projects that make you say, yo, like, okay, I see, I see why I fucks with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to him as well. He he was looking at my Instagram for some reason, but that's a whole nother thing. I'll shut up. Recently? Um, this was a while ago when I started making beats. So this was 2020, but like I was making beats, I put it out on Instagram, and like when I was going through, like I saw Guap Dad 4000, and then I also saw Chevy Woods. Now I'm not really like, oh, I need to work with him. Like, nah, it's just it was a nice, it was nice to see their shit show up. I'm like, oh, okay, it's okay, interesting, and continued on with life. But yeah, man, like he he had he had some good verses on this project, yeah. Yeah, he did. Like, and I think that it was this was project was also a really good way of showcasing like Taylor Gang. So not only is Wiz hitting this other level of stardom, but then he's bringing his homies up. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with that. You can kind of see that throughout the entire project too. Because even with, yeah. um, even with never been two, not only does he like he has his girl, and then he got also has Rick Ross on it. But who's working on it? Sledgering. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who's worked with him for the past years. And then you get songs like The Code, which has Lola Monroe and Chevy Woods with Juicy J and Wiz Khalifa. So it's not just, oh, Wiz Khalifa and Juicy J. It's like, yeah, I'm going to put my homies on on this hard-ass beat as well. Like sure. He's able to really put his the people under his record label on. And did, did most of these rappers create a, you know, a career? Not necessarily, I mean, not necessarily, but they was able to, like, make their own path, and that's something worth, you know, celebrating, because a lot of artists don't do that. Nah, I, I feel that 100%. 100%, yeah. man. Uh, I feel like, I don't know, man, I just feel like Nameless added an extra balance yeah. to the album. What's your, what's your last one? My last one is well, shit. I guess it's a great way of ending it. Uh, blindfolds. Who? I'm glad you picked it because this is the one I was trying to go between. Harry, Harry Fraud. Yes, has been on a tear for the past I don't know four or five years. 
But man, this was a crazy ass beat. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how he uh, Harry Fraud was the first only working with Max B in French, but man, mind blowing. Yeah, he also direct. He also uh, music supervised an award show. I did not know that. Yeah, this was long before he was produced like making beats. He was he was. He was music supervising TV shows and then he made beats for it. And then like somebody complimented like his beats in the award show. Whoever's making this beat, good job. Like I was like, oh shit. And now you see like who it is behind the beats. Yo, he's been making bangers for a decade now. Like Harry, I think people don't really like give Harry Fraud his flowers. And I think he's another artist from the blog era that needs to get that love. Because even to this day, he's still making music. That one he did recently, um, the Jim Jones joint. Whew. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Sick. Sick. Oh, I got to listen to that. I haven't heard it yet, but I, I know that it's out because I saw Jim Jones posted. Man, Jim been on a, a tear. Yeah. Uh, Jim, Jim has been going in. Hey, listen, as much shit I talk about New York sometimes, like they on a real, they're on a run right now. Like the whole state is on a yeah. run right now. It's just beautiful. And I really like that Harry, nowadays talking about Harry, but I love that Harry does one-off projects with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sob stories. He did keep going with Larry June last year. Cigarette boats um, with currency. Cigarette boats with currency. Outrunners with currency. He Rugby did something with Smoke Gizzard. Rugby Thompson. That's my favorite. My, I know you like Coney, but I like Rugby Thompson. Mm. Uh, yeah, man. That's man that was good, too. The dude's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you like about this song? Um, I, Well, I like the fact the way... Well, I like the beat by Harry Frost. Shit. I like Juicy J again. <laughs> Juicy J smashed on the chorus and the fucking verse again. And I love the fact that it was just able to kind of end on like yet another song that mixes a legend of 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 hip-hop somebody from the blog era through production and Wiz who was making a transformation from the blog scene to the big stage and I love the fact that this ended the the entire song it's just the it was just a really good way of like ending the entire album and making you want to go back to the first one. There's not a lot of albums that like end it with a song like that and be like, yo, let's let's run that shit right on back and let's go on right on with it. You know what I'm saying? And it just, dude, it, it, it was just so fucking dope. I love this song. I love this song. I, this was like one of the last songs I played when I left Morgan State. Like just taking that final walk and just thinking about everything that you've done on campus and the things that you're going to do when you get off campus and just playing it, man. It's just, it brought so many memories from back then, but just listening to it now, it's just a song that gives you imp- int- uh, uh, retrospective on your life. You know what I'm saying? And even though it whizzes lyrics don't really give you that, sonically it gives you that. And sometimes the music itself can communicate to you in that way. And I felt like I was able to, I was able to do this 
not only just due to like the song itself being really good and giving me that aspect, but just the way that the album ends like that. Cause I'm already having a good trip throughout the album just to end this strong though. Shit, bro. I, I can't, I can't hate on that. Bruh, that hook after the, the hook though, the hook says it all. He was like, I'm just trying like when you accomplish something and you achieve something, like that hook is the feeling you get. I'm just riding around on my side of town. Got the wind blowing on my speakers down. Speakers down. I wish the haters they could see me now. But the money is way. Like, come on, yo. Like, everyone of us getting money over here. Yeah, that's a great feeling, man. I think this was a great, like you just said, like a great way to like wrap up the album. Um, 17 songs, all fire. Most of them fire. Uh, I think this was the with the perfect way, and again, like Juicy J over Harry Fraud, who would have yes. thought? Yes, oh my who God, thought, yes, man? and that's thought? something you don't see every fucking day. You don't see fucking Juicy J hop over a Harry Fraud beat at all, and I I think it was perfect, and I, I think Wiz putting him on these certain songs, I think it opened up Wiz fans to like, oh snap, Juicy J is not the Juicy J we used to know. Like it's a different Juicy J. Um, that man, I, I love this song, man. This is one of my probably my one of my favorite joints, man. It's just I play this joint, man. When anytime I'm like going through something, or I need an extra boost of motivation, or I got something coming up and I need like a little battery in my pack, this is the one. Yeah, this is this this is the one, man. Like it's not certain motivational songs, but this is the this is the one make you run through a run through a wall. Yeah, yeah. Wiz Khalifa don't really, like, a lot of people think that he just talking about smoke weed, like, every day. I mean, granted, he does, but, like, some of those songs be low-key inspirational, though. You know what I'm saying? Not, like, at a at a, at a a level like Nipsey Hussle, because Nipsey uses his story to inspire you. And it, not only his story, but then his, his rise to the occasion. You know what I'm saying? To inspire you. And has the production to follow it. It's intentions are to tell you his story, but then also tell you the, the positives of what he's been able to do. Well, Wiz, it's more of like, yo, we just smoking. But when he does take the time to look back and enjoy what he's been able to create and, and make that in music form, yo, like, it's always been really good. Like, I can't even knock that, you know what I'm saying? Even with the See You Again song. Mind you, I'm not going to listen to that shit when I'm just you know, playing, you know, driving when I'm on the radio, I'm probably going to skip it. But Wiz's verse is just a symbol of him hitting that mainstream status. But then also he was able to spaz on that shit and make it his song. You know what I'm saying? And like, he's always been able to do that. He hasn't been able to do it like Nipsey Hussle or something like that. But like, he does have those songs that push you and and make you more motivational to get some shit done. And like yeah. I appreciate that about him. Like even to this day like like you see you don't see Wiz doing wild shit. Like he's still a rock star. He's still a celebrity. He's still a really dope or really dope rapper. Um mm-hmm. his 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 career now is not what it used to be, but like he still does Muay Thai shit like that. Like he's out here, you know what I'm saying? I feel like he makes the songs he wants to make. Like his last project, I actually really liked it. 
Really? I haven't uh, listened. I haven't listened oh, to yeah. it. I need to jump back into his newest. Yeah, stuff. yeah. The the saga of um the saga uh Wiz Khalifa is fire. Worth it. Definitely, definitely worth the listen. Like I, I enjoyed it. Some definitely some joints on there. Um, start to get right to stuff though. Does anything about this album you, project you did not like? I I don't know. I don't think so. There might be some songs that I might skip over, but it's not necessarily because they're bad or I don't like them. It's because it's just I have my songs that I like. And those are going to be the first songs that I go to. The other projects on the album is something that I could just listen to and just go along with the vibes. But I know that this album has specific songs that are not only like a soundtrack to my life, but just also really good songs to kind of make this album a classic. And even when like the argument about whether this album is better than Tell the All the Dice, there's specific songs I can actually give you and be like, this is why I consider it to be better than Cushion OJ. Even though some people might consider OJ to be his magnum opus, I could be like, this song, this song, this song. The quality of this song is different, things like that. Um, I think I think this is his best album, arguably, but I think that this is his best project, hands down. Um, now, as I say this, I know that I'm going to have to dive into his newer stuff to see where he's gone, but I've heard some of his stuff in the newer, in the newer days and it's still good. Like he's still consistent. So I know Wiz is like, he going, he going to remain as successful as he is and possibly an OG to the new, uh, uh, the new, uh, artist, you know, making a come up like he's. He's a, uh, oh my gosh, he's a mentor to Young Daisy. And I feel like niggas keep not giving Young Daisy the respect he deserves, bro. Young Daisy has signed the Taylor gang and he made, um, oh my God, he made Fun World. Bruh, that shit is hard. And like he made the woe. I can get into that shit, but I feel like, yo, give that nigga a listen. Young Daisy is hard, bro. And people don't, don't give look it that. I don't, I have no idea what that is. So yeah, so you know the dance, the woe, the shit that Michelle Obama was doing. It was so popular, like twenty. Oh, the woe! Yeah, I, I didn't know the song, but I have heard of the uh, the dance. So people say that a rapper named Ten Ten K Cash made that uh, dance, but it was not. It was actually Young Daisy, and this was verified by Maxo Cream in the episode of The Cave with Kenny Beats. So, this artist named Young Dave. Well, let me let me bring it back a little bit. So, this person that made the woe was a dancer that was doing it at parties and stuff like that, and it got big. But he was the actual creator of it, and he made music, and the music he made was fucking dope. Like he sings, but he sings over like really hard ass beats and the beats are chill. Oh my God, man. And he signed to Wiz Khalifa, I think 2019. So now he's working with Wiz Khalifa now. And he made a song called Snapchat with Wiz and Wiz spazzed on that shit too. Like, bro, like, yo, yo, people need to get that nigga some respect, both Wiz and Young Daisy, but specifically in this case, Young Daisy. I think that Wiz is going to be an OG. Like, he's going to... I really hope he hits that level because he deserve it 
especially in an era where people didn't really know where music was going at the time, but the blogs knew. And the blogs helped many gems like Crit Was Here, Cushion OJ. A lot of these albums get the light that some of these record labels probably won't even give a fuck about. And I'm so glad mm. we were able to go through that. And I'm so glad that this album was one of, this project was one of the gems to come out of that. And I feel like people need to give it their respect. I think this album is better than Cushion OJ. Oh, yeah, I, I think so, too. It's my favorite Wiz project. It's my favorite Wiz anything. I think my favorite Wiz, my favorite Wiz mixtape is this. My favorite Wiz album is ONIFC. Um, yeah. This is this this is like when I think if you have like a chart, this is Wiz at his peak. Yeah. 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 I, personally, I think ONFIC is like down just a little bit. Yeah. And it goes down a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and it go up and down, up and down. But I think this Rolling papers, he went down a little bit, but yeah. man, at its peak, it's this man. Yeah, it's this. Only thing I didn't like about it was uh the cruise. I didn't like the way they flipped the sample. The cruise. When they flipped the Frank Ocean sample. Um, really? I, I, I like the, like the cruise. Actually, the cruise was one of my like favorites. If you chose one of my favorites, but like I, I fucked with the cruise. Um, I didn't like any, the way you sang though. Uh, <laughs> anything you want to talk about as we wrap this up? I think. You know, Wiz is a superstar. Um, easy. It was really dope to see him become a superstar, especially how like the fans were so involved with that and they helped push that and they make that come true. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really big. Um, and I, I think that um this album won over the original fans and I personally believe that it made some new Wiz fans like it made some of his diehards become diehards yeah and it was like oh snap like this this is Wiz can do both yeah um, yeah anything I, you want to include as you wrap this up man? I'm I was glad that we were in the middle of this when it happened and I'm glad that we were able to look back at it because it was such a huge time in the blog it was it was the peak of the blog era like it was a true peak of the blog era and like we were able to experience that and now looking back to it uh, looking back at it now like that's that's history um i feel like we need to get this album more respect i feel like we need to be able to break this album down um and not us because i feel like we did a really fucking good job but i'm just saying in general like more people need to look back at this album because i feel like when, when when things don't get that big name kind of love, like shit gets erased. And I feel like just due to the fact that I have not been able to find many interviews or videos or podcasts, anything about this project is a disservice to Wiz Khalifa and what he's been able to bring to the blog area. I know a lot of people talk about Kishinev OJ. I know that that was a huge project for him to get him into a, a better level. I know that people talk about the starlight that he's been able to have um, and also the controversial ONIFC cover. But when it comes to this project alone, you don't see no interviews. You see one interview with him announcing it and talking about how it's based off of his high school. But this is the, this is the epitome the essential Wiz Khalifa project. Oh, and IFC is second, but this is the this is this is the best project. 
Um, outside of that, man, uh, Vance be underscore everything. <laughs> 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 I mean, switch up on you like that, but I guess since we we gotta wrap it up, but uh, might as well kind of, kind of. No, I I just want to say like I, I agree with that one hundred percent. This is uh, this is like the whiz everything. Like this is it. Like um, as a whiz fan, um, Cushion OJ has a special place, but. Mm-hmm seeing the growth and seeing where he's at and what he's become this is the part where he was like oh shit like he put it all together so yeah i agree um we are going to announce the winner of the giveaways next week week after what you think Uh, how much time let's keep it how much long you want to give it we'll give like another push for another week or two yeah we can give it another week so in two episodes we're going to announce the winner Yes. Follow Vance and all his stuff. Vance yes. B. Vance B book. underscore everything. Oh, everything. I got a website. Shit, I got a website. It's vanceb.net. Vanceb.net. My man got the net out. Okay. Yeah. Follow him, check that man website out. All his links. Um, yeah. Follow his IG. Follow his mixes. Yes. New mix coming um, out March 1st. If it, I think this is probably going to come out of long after, but it came out March 1st. So. <laughs> That's on Mixed Cloud off the dribble 13. And also. (laughs) Did your glasses fall off? Yeah, my glasses definitely fell off. It was getting late. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, Yeah, off the dribble 13. That's coming out or that came out already. Um, And yeah, man, like just let us know what you think. Leave a comment, man. Stop being a little. Leave a comment. Subscribe. That's how we know we doing well. All that stats and shit. Y'all know how that shit work. Yeah, leave comment, star, subscribe. Leave um, message us on IG if you want to talk some more shit with us. We all with it. Um, did I miss anything? Uh, don't go on Clubhouse and take financial advice from social media. Bruh, Clubhouse has turned into a scam, <laughs> uh, breeding ground. Them niggas is on there bugging out, yo. You can go in there and say anything you want at any given time. Yo, I'm going to start a clubhouse, right? And my clubhouse is going to be how to become a millionaire and just say random shit. And (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yo. So I made a lot of investments into paper. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just take lines from TV shows and make up shit. Yep. And see what people say. I'm down with it. We can can plan that out. We can plan that out. Yeah, everybody join our clubhouse. We're going to talk about financial stocks and shit I don't... Mm-hmm. just just <laughs> just like all the, i'm gonna say all the wrong shit like yeah yo so uh... right, it used to be so good too like you see the genuine people go on and they're actually trying like either for for people like us who are in the music you might see an artist show up and then for other people it might be like some actual gems that are being dropped now it's just it's just a cesspool now man it's not cool no more thanks yeah but we should drop one so we could just be that 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 unique one. People are like, oh, we can actually trust this clubhouse. It's not a scam. Sure, yeah, you can slap that up. I'll follow your league on that one. Uh, uh, see, see, now I'll do it whenever you're ready. When see, soon see, you see, you give me responsibility, and I'm not really good with that yet. As soon as, soon as you be like, hey, yo, we getting on, log on. I'm gonna pop up. Nah, nah, nah. I, 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 we, we might be good with that for right now. I think. All right. Go ahead. Say? I, I was gonna say I think if we if we do like a deeper dive or if we have like a Patreon, niggas gotta pay for a clubhouse. The fuck. Patreon's interesting. Let's not give out the game, yo. All right, y'all. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. If you made it this long, we appreciate you. 
Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Subscribe, comment, share. Peace. Peace. Real trippy niggas. The música de Harry Fry. Hippie niggas. Weed, I call it Californication A island for vacation I'm piling all this cake A hundred thousand for the safe Just bought a pound and I'ma face it Now watch me You niggas see my pieces, try and copy My roly presidential plus the rings that I got on by Versace And I ain't even cocky I'm just confident that I'm the shit You ain't your motherfuckers know what time it is I'm just riding around my side of town Got my windows up and my speakers loud And we smoking so I'm gonna need a Bet the haters wish they could see me now Put the money in the It's just getting started. ONIFC is next. The Gang album, Chevy Woods Gangland. Juicy J got like four mixtapes that he just ready to drop on you. Keep moving and moving.